Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to Saddleback Valley Shares. I'm Mark Perez, Director of Communications and Administrative Services, and today I have the pleasure of a special guest. We have Michelle O'Neill, who is one of our coordinators here at the district office, and among many of her responsibilities, one of the major ones is overseeing mental health throughout the district. Uh, she does that in tandem with some other people, but she really is the lead here in our district overseeing that. We're super fortunate to have her here. Uh, she has extensive background in mental health and is able to provide support. So today we were, are going to discuss you know that topic specifically we know that it's a major major uh, topic among all of our teenagers not only our teenagers but our adults it has been and it's just become more important to address throughout the pandemic we're going to talk about that in this episode talk about what resources we have and then also look ahead to next year on what we're planning to help support our students um, and our staff we're actually going to talk about staff as well this podcast so before we get started I just want to say hello and welcome to Michelle thanks for being here Michelle thanks for having me Mark it's good to be back Yes. So uh, real quick, I know some of our listeners have heard before, but just can you give us just real brief background of who you are and what you do? I kind of teased it a little bit, but you're going to be much more articulate about it than I was. Sure. Um, so my background is in school counseling. I'm a former high school counselor as well as elementary counselor. Um, I've also served as a, an assistant principal, and I've been at the district office uh, for quite a few years now overseeing mental health, counseling, social-emotional learning, uh, positive behavior intervention and supports we call uh, PBIS and MTSS as well. Um, I've been here with the district for three years and my roles and responsibilities have increased and grown exponentially but that's all good stuff. I'm really excited about the work that I get to do here. Um, So I oversee the counseling programs, uh, prevention and intervention with mental health, Uh, I am involved in social-emotional learning, helping get the curriculum, the second-step curriculum that we've implemented at K-8, and working with our teachers and counselors with professional development around mental health and social-emotional learning. So in a nutshell, you know what you're talking about. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to make it up as I go. Uh, No, I, I would like to think that I have some idea about what I'm doing. Fantastic. And we're so fortunate to have you here. So thanks for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to be here with us. So we're going to dive right into it. So mental health, let's first kind of frame it. So mental health, I feel like growing up, when I was growing up, we were, you know, it was kind of a taboo topic, right? You didn't really talk about it too much. There was kind of some stigma about that. Like, oh, you're not tough mentally, just tough it out or whatever the case is. Kind of the environment I grew up in, maybe that wasn't the same situation everybody else did, but that was kind of my personal experience and just among my colleagues, classmates, whatever, you know, growing up, it's really taken a turn, right? It's not this taboo topic that we don't want to address anymore. I can't believe the change that I've seen in just the last couple of years. So I agree. I had the same experience growing up. It's something we didn't talk about. You know, the the kind of guidance that I provide for our school counselors and school administrators around this topic and, you know, students that are experiencing mental health issues, suicidal ideation, I don't recall any of those conversations happening when we were in school. Prevention, um, now you turn on the radio, you turn on the TV, you have athletes, you have celebrities that are promoting uh, mental health awareness. It's really exciting. And then, of course, with the unfortunate pandemic, I feel like it's put mental health at the top of the priority list for youth and adults, and particularly in education. And kind of from what I've seen, it's taking a turn from being reactionary to being proactive, right? Okay, great. And we're going to get into how we address that. So let's uh, 
talk about kind of this year specifically. So pandemic 2020, 2021 has been rough on everybody, on everybody, and especially on our students who are now, you know, at home or luckily, fortunately, a lot of them have come back now in our new system that we've implemented. But we, you know, throughout the last year, they were on their own. They were dealing with a lot of things. So can you just kind of share, and I know we have a lot of parents listening um, and they probably have questions like is what my student experiencing is that common can you kind of just give us some general information about kind of what you've seen in the mental health arena specifically in the last year since the pandemic came about it's like nothing we've ever seen before i mean it's truly been an epidemic uh for our students mental health the amount of loss that they've had um this time of uncertainty you know things were it was extremely traumatic last spring when we shut down i think many of us have never experienced anything like that and for our kids you know, they had lost a routine, they had loss of structure, their social outlets were taken from them, being able to socialize with their friends, participating in sports and activities, hobbies. Um, and then again, just that uncertainty of like, what's going to happen next. And for kids to feel safe and to thrive, that predictability and routine, having that structure and feeling safe is essential. And so much of that was taken away. And then we had, you know, illness. We have so many families that have been impacted by COVID that have lost family members, breadwinners of the family, caregivers in the family. Um, And so they're experiencing that kind of trauma too, and watching not only their family members be sick, worrying about if they're going to get sick, worrying about food being put on the table, or are they going to be able to pay rent um, because of those job losses and and the economy and the decline. Um, So it's been really difficult for students. When you say trauma, can we kind of tease that out a little bit? Because I think people hear the word and like, well, what do we mean by trauma? You know, I think a lot of people maybe associate that with some physical ailment or whatever the case is, but we're talking about emotional trauma. So can we, is there any way to kind of dive into what that is. I mean, is that stress? Is that suicidal ideation? Or is it kind of a mix of many different things? For kids, we can we can really just summarize trauma as being any type of adverse experience okay. that a child has okay. that leaves them feeling vulnerable and unsafe. Um, one contributing to factor when we talk about trauma is chronic stress. So it doesn't even have to be like one um, horrible incident that happened for a student. It's just, it could be experiencing stress over uh, an extensive period of time, which the pandemic has definitely um, resulted in that. And so trauma can be anything. I mean, it could be, you know, students that have had something that's happened to them in their youth. It could be loss of a loved one. It could even be moving. It could be uh, divorce. Um, it could be having somebody in the home that's 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 challenged with mental health issues. Um, it could be violence, drugs, um, alcoholism, things like that. And when you compile all those things together, we have what we call now, we refer to ACEs, which is the Adverse Child, uh, Childhood Experiences Survey, which actually started with Kaiser. And it's a way for us to assess each one of those as an indicator on the scale. And for some you know, children, they may have one, two, and for many, they have four or more, and that impacts their ability to be successful long-term as well as their health. Um, And so when we talk about trauma, it's a lot of different things, but it could be things that we don't think about necessarily as being traumatic. Okay, that's super interesting to hear it framed that way, how we're identifying these experiences, right? Like you said, divorce, for example, or something, you know, happened to them. Uh, To hear it framed as trauma, because I think a lot of people growing up, okay, going back to our generation again, be like, that's a life experience, just makes you tough, move on, right? You got to learn how to deal with it. But I, I appreciate that it's being framed that way. So it can really be addressed. It's not just something just suck it up and keep going, right? Because 
doing that, I'm sure in your world, you've seen when people do that, probably doesn't have a great result if it's not addressed, right? Right. Okay. And what's exciting about that study in particular is it also helps us to understand as educators what kind of prevention we can be putting in place to help support our youth that may be experiencing one or more of these ACEs traumas, um, and that there are things that we can do at school and in the classroom that can help improve those outcomes. So it's not fixed, and because a student goes through a traumatic experience doesn't mean that their health and well-being is sacrificed for the rest of their life. Um, we can put things in place that can really help them thrive. Okay, so why don't we get into what you just talked about of the supports that we can put in place to help address these. So I know your team is doing so much work in this arena. You have been since you've gotten here. You've really taken the ball and run, if you will. Um, can you talk to our listeners about what supports exist right now? Right now, they're listening. They know that their students are experiencing trauma. What can our listeners, whether it's a parent or a student, what is available through our district right now to help? Them? We have quite a bit. Um, w- one of the initiatives that I've really taken on since I've started is to put more of an emphasis on the prevention and resources for our students and families. So um, we have our mental health resources page, which is attached to the district website under resources. But SVUSD.org. And then once you go there, there's a drop down for resources on the top of the page. So that's what she's addressing. Yes. And you can also find it on any of our school websites. It's on every uh, K-12 school website, so it's easily accessible. We update it regularly, and you'll find resources there um, specific to COVID and dealing with the pandemic, strategies for parents and caregivers, wellness toolkits, apps that are free that students and parents can download to help manage their mental health. Um, We have workshops that we've recorded and also parent opportunities that are coming up in the future. They can access that information there as well. So it's a one-stop shop kind of. They go to one place and all the different resources kind of commingle. That that was the the goal that we had. You don't want to make it more stressful. No, one place you can go and everything you need. So it should be there. And if it's not there, please let me know. And the beauty also of our um, platform that we're using is the very bottom of the page, you can translate it into any language. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, the very bottom, there's a language switch. So any language that a parent or student may need to access it in, that will all be translated for them. That's really good to know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's fantastic. And that's updated pretty regularly, I'm assuming? Yes, absolutely. So So um, when we had the wildfires, we put information and resources there um, around mental health and experiencing that type of trauma supports uh, for parents to understand how they could identify if their their child might be affected by that, how to have those kind of conversations. Um, So we're always putting new things up there on the regular. Fantastic. Now we know we've really honed in on uh, our students' mental health and how important that is and what we're doing to support that. But something that a lot of people probably don't think about is the mental health of our staff. Right. So it's been traumatic for everybody. Our staff has had a heavy weight of, you know, continuing to teach and instruct in a new model without, you know, what they've always known, just like our students. It's a whole new world for them. Um, And some may argue there may be a little less adaptable than our students would be. So can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think that's important for our listeners to understand that this affects everybody. It's not just something that's affecting our youth. It affects everyone, you know, adults, people that consider themselves very strong mentally, very, you know, very stable, if you will. I don't think that's the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. People that seem to have it all together on the outside people. Everyone may be susceptible to having some, some, what's the word I'm looking for, Michelle? Help me out. Some, some mental health challenges. Yes. 
So what, uh, what, what can we talk about with our staff? Because I know you've been offering supports to our staff all year long as well. And I think that's important for our listeners to be aware of, of who's caring for your students and how we're taking care of them. Absolutely. Um, I, we, none of us were prepared. We didn't have a toolkit. We don't have you know personal or professional experience in dealing with a pandemic. This was brand new. And many of our educators are also parents. Um, in addition to teaching um, or being a, a school or a district administrator, you know, they have their family to care for. And we know that before that they can take care of anybody else, they have to take care of themselves first. And I have to say, I think that educators are probably hands down some of the worst at self-care and prioritizing themselves, right? We're in the business of kids. Correct. That's what we prioritize. And so it's really been a shift this year um, in saying, you know what, we, we need to make this a top priority to take care of ourselves because we know you're not okay. How could we be okay? Um, and the amount of radical shifts that we had. And, you know, again, our teachers weren't prepared to teach online, um, you know, to make those kind of shifts and to do them so quickly and to figure out how they were going to really effectively reach kids. It was so stressful for them. And again, like you said, even the most solid in somebody who's just pretty laid back and, you know, pretty unflappable, this is really, it's challenged us all to a level and an extent that, you know, none of us again were prepared for. So we realized we really need to put that in the forefront and say, you know what, we need to make sure as a district that we are recognizing the importance of our mental health as educators and taking care of one another before we can even reach out and effectively reach our kids. So I'm really proud of the district because I had proposed a couple of different things. One was let's put together like our one-stop shop for our, our families and community. Why don't we do that for staff? We have wonderful benefits in the line of work that, that we work in, but many of us probably aren't aware unless we had a situation that came up in the past. Or don't maybe, know how to find it. Right, or where to find it. That's the number one. Where do I find it? And what do I have? And how do what does this mean? And what do I need to do? So we created a comparable site that's an internal site for SVUSD staff. So um, that has everything. We included a calming room and strategies and workshops and things specific to educators we thought they would be interested in, as well as here's all your benefits here's what you have access to, and here's how to access them. In addition, I was really excited. I put out, hey, I think we need reminders and we need some regular uh, regular communication about this is important and what we can do. And, you know, keeping that in the forefront, how about we do Mental Health Mondays where we can do a simple email, which is three things. Um, I know sometimes we get inundated with all these great resources and it's like, oh, that looks great, but I'll read that later. Right. It's just too much right. um, and it never happens. Right. So I thought, what if we just had something quick and to the point and we come up with something that comes out Monday morning, start our week off right, remind everybody how important it is to take care of themselves and give them a strategy, a resource and a tool. And so thankfully that was approved and Mental Health Health Mondays have just become something that we do. It's who we are. Um, I receive so much positive feedback every week from staff across the district that are saying thank you for this. Uh, they've even shared with me, this has helped me facilitate conversations with my students. These That's are resources awesome. I've been sharing with my kids. There's a coach who reached out to me and said, thank you so much. I've been sharing this with students. It's helping me have these discussions um, and we really appreciate the resources. So it's like you never know just a simple thing like that, who's going to receive it and take it and run with it. Right. And it's been a lot of different folks that I never would have thought would have been like, yeah, this is exactly what I was needing. Um, and I'm also very proud of the district because when 
when I was, even with my own mental health team, we were coming up trying to figure out how to frame it. And we talked about different, like Mindful Monday or Wellness Wednesday. And I'm like, no, we need to call it mental health. Mm -hmm. We, again, reduce that stigma right. that this is important. This is, is what it is. And we all need to get comfortable and identify and recognize how important that is. And now it's just what we do. Well, thank you for doing that. Because I know I've heard the feedback as well. I remember we had that conversation, you know, when that thought first came and yeah. you were trying to it's awesome. So I'm so glad it's helping. And I appreciate it as well, too, on a personal note. It's awesome. Like you said, if it was just one email that came out once a year, we'd forget about it. Like, uh, tag it, maybe read it down the road. So I love that you're doing it every week. So all of our staff gets that email, correct? It yes. Goes to all of our staff. Everybody, yeah. Everybody gets that yeah. in their inbox. They can choose to open it or not. We're not, you know, forcing anybody nope. to do anything. Exactly. You can open it. You can delete it. But I know probably most people are opening it. And I've looked, you know, I open them and I, and then I do appreciate the brevity because it does become overwhelming. Yes. <laughs> and the last thing we want is to stress people No, out. exactly. <laughs> that defeats the purpose. Yeah. And we have the link in there to the internal mental health resources that we've created for staff. So that's in there every Monday. Um, I've also, it's really exciting. And before I move on, I want to shout out to my mental health team, um, Mari, Jenny, and Nicole that are awesome. And I couldn't do any of this work without them. You know, they have just been instrumental in being able to move some of these projects forward. And they're the ladies behind all of the good stuff that comes out in the email, even though it's got my name on it. They're <laughs> doing all the hard work and researching and putting it together and making it look so pretty. But um, yeah, it's it's just been, it's really exciting um, that we're able to get these things out. I feel like it's putting me out there too with the district. I've had teachers call me and say, hey, Michelle, I don't know if you're somebody I should be talking to, but um, I'm concerned about one of my colleagues. Mm -hmm. She or he is not doing well. Can you help me have a conversation with that person? Can you help me identify some resources that you think would be helpful? And so that's been really powerful too, is that I feel like, again, the comfort level about reaching out, feeling like they have somebody that they can talk to and helping them navigate the resources has been huge. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I know the staff appreciates it. And like I said to our listeners, I think it's important that you understand we're taking care of our, our adults too, because yeah. they're the ones interfacing with your kids. They're the, they need to be in great mental health to be able to help our students. Out. Absolutely. We've also included in all the professional developments for elementary and secondary for teachers, some elements about social emotional learning, how important that is, and SEL, social emotional learning for ourselves. So what are our core competencies? How can we build those up and improve those? And how do we do that for kids? And those are things like self-management, social awareness, uh, self-awareness, responsible decision-making, and all of that work, Like, in, and that's in our second step curriculum that we have rolled out for kinder through eighth grade now. That's what's really gonna get us that bang for the buck because the teachers are learning along with the students' strategies, and it's also that prevention piece. So once our kids matriculate out of eighth grade and they've had all of those years and the curriculum builds on itself every year, they're going to have this strong foundation of coping skills and strategies that they don't have right now entering into high school. Great. That's fantastic. All right. So the last question I have for you is we've talked about this year, kind of what's happened, the impetus to get us to where we're at right now. Now let's look ahead to the 21-22 school year because it's going to be here before we know it, yes. right? So I'm sure some of our family students want to know, okay, is this going to continue? What can they expect next year if they need support and resources? Is it pretty much going to be the same as this year? They can go to that webpage and everything will be there for them. Or are there additional things we're going to include next year? What can, what can people expect? Well, we're going to continue to build on the things that are working well. So we'll have the mental health resources page. Um, we'll have mental health counseling available for students, school counseling. Um, we'll be continuing to build on our social emotional learning. We will be increasing our counselor staffing exponentially. So we are 
we're going to have an increase, which I'm just so excited about at elementary, so that we will have more support for our elementary students and their families. And um, we're going to have an increase for mental health counselors. Um, again, I have an awesome staff, but we are anticipating that this is going to continue and the mental health needs of students are only going to increase. There'll be adjustment issues for students as they come back full time. Um, we've had a lot of, you know, we have the learning loss and even students that are, you know, able to get by, it, they're still struggling either uh, academically or mentally, physically, you know, that we have a huge adjustment in coming back to a full day routine and all that, that that's going to be, that's come, that comes with that. And so we're anticipating that we want to have all hands on deck. And again, back to that prevention piece with more staffing, we'll be able to run groups. We'll be able to do student led mental health campaigns, a lot more on the prevention piece, but also those tier three intensive individualized um, counseling supports that our students desperately need right now. So you have a solid plan. I have a solid plan. That's fantastic. We're also really fortunate to be partnering now with uh, Orange County Department of Ed, and we have a regional mental health coordinator oh. who's been very supportive, and their work on their end is to provide training so that our mental health counselors and our school counselors can get more knowledge, strategies, tools, and skills that they can apply with their students. I love that you mentioned the Orange County Department of Education because that really speaks to this. We're not in a vacuum here. Like Saddleback's the only district addressing mental health and we're the only ones that recognize that it's important i mean it's we're just doing it better than everyone else <laughs> i'll but... take that i'll take that but i mean we have the orange county department of education supporting us we have supports yes. all across yeah. from the you know all the way up the chain so everyone knows this is something that needs to be supported uh, addressed right it's... We actually have more resources available to us now than I've ever seen before in the community um, and also with our Orange County Department of Ed. Um, we, we are very, very fortunate to have so many resources to tap into. So we're only going to keep growing our programs. Um, we have more training opportunities, more networking for our counselors. Um, I think next year it's, it's going to be it's going to be a good year. I really think so. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick before we wrap it up. You weren't aware. So we obviously pre-planned some of this stuff so we know what questions we're going to ask so that you're prepared. But I didn't put this one out. I thought about it when we were doing this. So if you could see, if you were watching, you'd see Michelle giving me a look right now. Mm -hmm. I think it's something pretty simple. You don't have to walk us through an exercise. But if someone's listening right now, it's like, I just feel a lot of stress in this moment. Is there anything they can do right now or as soon as this podcast ends to just kind of address that? Is there a strategy that they can do to address that? It's it sounds silly and we're all breathing, but taking a deep breath, belly breathing. Why don't um, we all do that right let's now? Let's do that okay. right now. You lead us through it. Okay. Michelle. We're going to take a deep inhale and we're going to count it in. One, two, three, four. We're going to hold it for three. One, two, three, and then slowly exhale back four. One, two, three, four. That's awesome. And if you looked in the room, you'd see whoever was in here right now kind of just slumped down a little bit and looked a little more relaxed. Yes. At the end of the day, just breathe. Something so simple. I know it is, but most of us aren't doing it right. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, anything, we're going to wrap this up. Anything that we missed or that you want to make sure our listeners are aware of before we sign out? I think we've kind of done a pretty robust discussion. So. Yeah. No, I'm just like, I feel like 
We have great resources in place. We know how important mental health is. We've already been doing great work in our district and we're only gonna continue to build. So I just want our parents and our educators out there to know that you know, this, this is happening and we are fortunate to have resources and supports and staffing and in a place in a, uh, that we've never had before. And I'm really excited to see what next year brings. Great. Well, thank you for everything you're doing for our students, for our staff, for everyone around. It's so appreciated. It's so needed. And thank you for taking time to come out. It was a great conversation. Hopefully our listeners were able to gather some new information or at least know where they can go for resources. Again, you can go to svsd.org. You can go to our resources dropdown. And is it mental health? Is that what it's called in your resources? Mental wellness. Mental wellness. Okay. So go to the mental wellness tab and it'll take you to that uh, page that all those resources Michelle mentioned were. So thanks again, Michelle. Uh, thanks for listening and we will we won't see you but we will speak with you at our next Saddleback Valley Shares podcast thank you everyone thank you